0: Love Talk Radio There is a sound I hear So clear Lord I hear Yes I Directions. ooh, ooh. Oh.
1: lord i hear you lord i hear you how many of you hear the lord speaking how many of you hear his voice he says my sheep know my voice a stranger they will not obey Good afternoon, Global Gospel listeners. You are listening in at the 1 p.m. hour here on Block Talk Radio. And as you know, Block Global Gospel is here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, sharing with you the gospel and the good news. Certainly, we do not own the rights to any of the music that you hear today, but we pray that it is a blessing to you, to you, and to you. So we're starting out this Saturday afternoon with, Lord, I hear you, Lucinda Moore. And certainly, we want to be able to hear the Lord in a day and a time like this. We want you to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. Our call in number is 619 924 six one nine nine two four. 0800. We want you to connect with us, and you still have time to tell your family and friends to do so as well. In addition to Block Talk Radio, we are syndicated on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, and on Google Play. And so we encourage you to connect with us on those platforms as well. We are also on social media. We are on Facebook. We're on Twitter, we're on Tumblr, we're on Instagram. And if you go to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, or our Tumblr page, there is a direct link to each and every episode. So send us a friend request. We want to be connected with you. Amen. Again, we thank God for our sponsors today, Grandma Etta's Quilting. Thank God for Third Lounge. Thank God for Melanated Beards. Thank God for Abyssinia. Thank God for the Nationwide. Black Family Mediation Services, thank God for Amaris Organics, for Ryan Wilson, for Lois Glenn Carter, for Marlon Townsend, for Margie Bradley Townsend. We thank God for all of you, our sponsors here at Global Gospel. And then we know that there are some people out there listening, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Maryland, Delaware, Washington, D.C., Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Michigan, California, thank God for all of you, Canada, Mexico, Colombia, Brazil, Jamaica, West Indies, Ireland, the United Kingdom, France, Portugal, Spain, Germany, the Netherlands, Sweden, the Czech Republic, Hungary, Turkey, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the Republic of the Congo, the... The Uganda, Kenya, South Africa, Mozambique, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Sierra Leone, Pakistan, the Philippines, Taiwan, South Korea, Japan. Thank God for you, you and you. We pray that something is said to encourage all of you, our listeners, and that you enjoy the music here at Global Gospel. Again, we thank God for all of you, our listeners. For those of you that perhaps have not tuned into global gospel before, our theme scripture here at Global Gospel comes from Second Corinthians chapter four, verse three. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel, which the image of God, should shine unto them. But we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. And certainly we come today to tell you the good news and glad tidings of Jesus Christ. We came to let you know that because of Jesus, you can be healed, you can be delivered, you can be saved, and you can be set free. We want you to know that the gospel is comprehensive. It meets every need in your life. If you have a financial need, if you have an emotional need, if you have a spiritual need, the gospel of Jesus Christ is here for you. If you're down and out, if you're oppressed, if you're suicidal, the gospel is here to lift you up. And certainly we know that Christ came. He was born of a virgin, that he lived and he died, and he shed his blood for the remission of our sins. And had he not shed his blood, Certainly, we would be in a terrible shape on today. But on today, we can go boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy in our time of need, all because Christ lived, he died, he was buried, and certainly he rose again with all power in his hand with victory over death, hell, and the grave. And so that's why Global Gospel is here on today. We thank God for you you and for you. I do want to shout out, I didn't shout out a few names, shout out to the Townsend family, the Norman family, the Stevenson family, the Furman family, the Hernandez family, the Bradley family, the McCoy family, the Locke family, the Washington family, the Thompson family, the Davis family, the Hartley family, the Jones family, the Bridell family, the Natale family, the Green family, the Brenton's, the Wiggins, the Allens, the Browns, the Fells, the Cox, the Walkers, Thank God for you, you, and you listening in. We are going to go, we are going to take a brief break at this time, and the song says still say thank you, still say thank you, and we will be back after that with our special guest for this afternoon. Stay tuned and be blessed. What is Back and our special guest is here in studio. Good afternoon, special guest. How are you? Good afternoon. How you doing? I'm blessed. I'm well. And I'm well. It's good to have you here. Uh, perhaps our listeners didn't catch the voice or they didn't read the headline. Tell us who you are.
2: Um, MIT, Byron Mitchell, Minister uh-huh. of training from Beach, New York.
1: All right, all right. We thank you, uh, Minister and Training Byron Mitchell, uh, also, a.k.a. Ox, uh, for coming on Global Gospel, taking time out of your busy schedule to share with us. And so how about we uh, start out with the song that was your choice of introduction, Still Say Thank You, Still Say Thank You. Why did you pick that song to start this particular segment on today
2: How could you not say thank you to the Lord For everything he's done for me That song expresses all that I've been through All that God brought me through And where God has taken me
1: Awesome so forever awesome. awesome, awesome That is great uh, to hear And yes, we should always remain Uh, Thankful uh, in everything Give thanks For this is the will of the Father In Christ Jesus Concerning us Alright, Brother Minister Byron Ox Mitchell Tell our listeners a little bit About yourself Well well, You want me to start from when I got saved? Uh, Listen wherever Wherever you think is necessary To start with well, I
2: got saved back in 1997 when I was 17 years old.
1: I gave my life to
2: the Lord. I was at a revival service. After that, the enemy just out a lot of attacks on me, a lot of attacks on me, a whole lot. And it brought me to a place where at one point I wanted to take my own life.
0: And I prayed unto
2: God and asked him to deliver me at that moment. And God did. God did. And I wound up going to prison not too long after that for doing harm to somebody else. And I was on the verge of getting out early. And I had a mindset that I wanted to get out and terrorize the neighborhood. I wanted to be this big gangster. I wanted to everybody to know my name and fear me. And I wound up getting more time when I went back to court to take the plea deal. They wind up giving me more time, and I didn't understand it at the time until I actually started getting in my word while I was in there fasting and praying. And I realized that at that moment when they took the time away from me and gave me more time, it was all ordered by God. Because if I would have went back home in the few months that I had left, if I would have had the first sentence that they was willing to give me, I would have went back out there, and I probably would have been dead or in prison for the rest of my life. So, God, I thank God every day for taking that time away from me and giving me more time, which able me to get closer to him while I was in prison. Wow, that, that so is that is. So, when I came is, home from prison, yeah, so when I came home from prison, I wound up backsliding, dealing with an issue that one of my brothers in prison told me. I have to give over to God, and if I didn't, I was going to fall, and that's exactly what happened, and I pitied myself for years, went back to the streets, started doing all the old things I used to do, and one day God went back to prison, then came home again, and one day God told me that's enough. No more running. I got to work for you. Time is now, and that was two years ago. Actually, two years ago today,
1: two years ago today. And uh thank you that you're able to uh, share your testimony. Now, there's so much uh, that a 17-year-old does not know about life, uh, and there's so much that they do know about life, depending on the circumstances. And what would you say to somebody that's 17 years old out there um, that they can go full speed with God or... There's that other voice. There's always that other voice out there, and so how do we steer clear of that other voice? Well, unfortunately,
2: I was able was unable to steer clear at that time. Tell, I'm a seventeen year old, but I tell him that at this point in my life, I still experience those voices that I experienced when I was seventeen telling me to do one thing and one telling me to do another thing. But being more educated, more knowledgeable in the Word of God, because the Word of God says my people perish without knowledge. So now that I have more knowledge of the Word of God, I understand that it's God guiding me. It's the Holy Spirit guiding me to do what is right. And therefore, I shall follow the voice that's telling me to do what is right instead of the one that's telling me to do what is wrong. And I will share that with 17-year-old kids, which I actually do now because I have a nonprofit organization and I mentor kids from 13
1: to 21
2: years old. Uh,
1: Tell us about that organization.
2: Well, I started back in 2011 when I moved back to my hometown in Long Beach and I was working with two kids that I was working with. They was asking me because they wanted to start working out and they seen my build and they asked, can I train them? So I started training. And it started with two kids and then went to three. Then before you know it, I had 10 kids. And at the same time, I'll be training them. I'll be telling them about life lessons and sharing my experience with them and all the ups and downs that I've been through in life. And I'm proud to say, by the grace of God and giving me favor in their eyes, that a lot of them that I started with turned out to be successful. They went off to college. They became All-American athletes and they all have successful careers right now.
1: Hmm. That is that is certainly a blessing. And and if um, perhaps there's somebody out there that's uh, listening in and they would like to uh, get involved in this organization, uh, how would they do that? Or if they want their children to be a part of that, how would they do that?
2: They can reach out to me um, on Facebook at Buddy's Lighthouse. Or they can check my website out, it's org, and contact me through there. Awesome. Or they can contact me through my Instagram page, Buddy's Lighthouse, Inc.
1: Okay. All right. So we uh, certainly want our listeners to uh, certainly uh, please connect. Um, for those that are in the uh, New York, Long Beach area, uh, long Island area certainly uh make that connection um let's let's back up a little bit so um you gave your life to the Lord one time and then some things transpired, and you gave your life to the Lord again. Now, who would you say has um been some of your uh greatest inspirations and influences along your journey because listen we all we all have a story, and certainly there is some people that um There are some people that help us along the way. And so perhaps there's somebody that you would like to say influenced your walk with God.
2: Well, I actually have a number of people. Um, When I got saved, that was actually my aunt that kept encouraging me to come to her church, and that's where it took place at. Um, Fortunately, she passed away a few years back. My grandmother, who also passed away, she was a big influence on me. She was a doctor in ministry. Um, my father, big influence in me, and a few brothers. My brother James Hodge, he was a influence in me, and my brother Henry Hall, he's a big influence in me. He, we eat a lot, we talk a lot, and he pours in a lot into me with the Word of God. It's, it's so many people I can name throughout the years. When I was right. in prison, the um, pastor, Ronnie um, Morrison, he he was a big influence in my life, too, and in my walk when I was in prison. So okay. it's, it's a lot of people meaning the name. But those that, are the ones that really stood out, that was, like, on top of me all the time and, and really pouring into me
1: the Word of God. That's that's so that's great that's great and actually met you many uh, many years ago when uh, you would occasionally travel with James Hodge Boy Wonder and uh, I think you did a, did you do a little spoken word or a little rap or something back in the day something uh, I like used to do gospel rap all right all right all right and so tell us about that how did you get started with gospel
2: rap well I was always into writing poetry and and, um, and writing um, lyrics. Uh, at first, I didn't really want to be a rapper. I wanted to be a ghostwriter. So I just started doing my own thing, and I just really got into it. I said, instead of rapping, talking about stuff in the world, let me rap and talk about the Word of God. So that's what I would do. I would put sermons together, and then I would um, write it down in the form of a rap. So all my songs are actually sermons that I'm rapping to people. Is
1: there is there anything that you would like to, uh, any particular one come to mind that you would like to share with the audience on today? No, you, you put me walk. on
0: the spot. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Listen, a rapper, you can put something out the air. No, 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 okay, all right, I won't put you on the spot. But, uh, but certainly, like I said, I do, I do remember you did a little gospel rap back in the day. And so um, how, how has that propelled you into to your current ministry and answering the call to ministry?
2: Well, I, seeing the things that's going on in the world today and understanding why it's going on, it's, it grieves my spirit. So knowing what God called me to do and me running from it, then God telling me the time is now, I have to be obedient to the Spirit. And I have to do what he called me to do because I don't want to be responsible for me not doing what he called me to do and people losing their lives. And those probably could have been some of the people that God brought me across to, to minister to or witness to, and I didn't cause, because I wasn't obedient to the spirit. So it made me want to strive harder to get back on track with God. Plus, this is my love for God and knowing what, he, what he's done for me and what he's brought me through. Like I can honestly say I have a lot more than people who never been to prison that I see out here who have no place to stay who doesn't have a roof over their head they they don't they can't get the point from point a to point B at will, so it's like i have i'm blessed i'm blessed I'm very blessed my my children seeing my children being in a better place and spending time with them. When I could have been in prison for the rest of my life and them not knowing me at all, so I'm I'm very blessed, and that's the main reason why I had to answer the call. I had to answer the call and do because God been repairing and restoring everything in my life since I've been putting Him first.
1: Awesome, awesome, well said. And so you and you mentioned about um, so many times people of color and. Um, particularly or more so young men of color end up in a lot of situations with the law or end up on the wrong side of the law. And um, what, what, what would you, what kind of advice would you give on that subject?
2: Watch out who you hang around,
1: who you surround
2: yourself with, especially if the people don't have your best interests at heart. Sometimes we, we have that loyalty to people we grew up with, so we don't want to separate ourselves from them. Even though we know what they're doing is not, or where they're headed, is not a direction we're trying to go, by us still holding on to that loyalty, we get caught up in that same, that, that same path. And unless you separate yourself, you're never going to be able to grow into the fullness of the gifts that God has given you in order to succeed in life for his will because we can have our own plans and our own goals, but it's always about God first and foremost.
1: All right. That is so true. And you also mentioned being a parent. And so being a parent, um, how has that changed your life? Well, it
2: changed it a lot because I love my kids and they come after God. Everything I do is to please God. Everything I do every day is to please God so God can put me in a better situation where I can provide for my kids, love my kids, and spend time with my kids. Because we all know being a Christian, your first ministry is to your family. So
1: I have to make
2: sure I'm being an example to my family first and foremost as I be example to other people in the world as well.
1: Awesome, that is so. Uh, that's true. Well, and well said. Well said. All right. So, um, also, um, so you uh, have this non-profit helping young people. You're helping them work out. How important do you think uh, sports is in developing a discipline in life? Oh,
2: it's very important. I play sports all my life. Sport, um, sports brings about bonds with different individuals. I don't seen people who never grew up around black people get into a sport and being a teammate of a black person and having a certain perception of black people based on what they've been told growing up. And then when they actually spend time around them, you develop that bond that can't be broken. So you begin to see people differently as you come together for a common goal to win a game or to win a championship. And you develop that bond by coming together for that common goal and going on the battlefield. So I always explain that to kids in sports and parents, that it's important to get your kids in sports because it teaches them discipline, how to work together. Everything we do in life, we do it together. Like you always have somebody along the way that helps you out or you work together with somebody. Like I'm a firm believer that nobody is independent when people say, oh, I'm independent, I do things on my own. I'm a firm believer nobody's independent because everything you did or everything you accomplished, somebody helped you get it. Whether it was a teacher that taught you what you needed to know to get it, whether it was somebody that gave the opportunity by loaning you money to get it or helping you put your plans together, somebody helped you out along the way. So nothing we ever do in life is an individual thing where we can say we're independent. That's why when it goes to the Scripture, you'll notice that in the Scripture it never talks about anything as far as a personal standpoint when it comes to the laws or the Ten Commandments. It always spoke about you and your relationship with God and you and your relationship with your neighbor because it all intertwines with each other. We are here to have fellowship with God and fellowship with our neighbor. But we become a society that's so selfish and so self-centered that we don't look at life in that way. And every time we accomplish something, we say, I did it. I did this. I did that, and we never give God the glory. Everything we do, we should be giving God the glory because God has given us the ability to do these things, and God has guided us in some of the things that we do. Now, I'm not saying when it goes to, like, these rappers that do worldly rap or secular music that giving God the glory in that situation because God ain't telling them to go out there rap about drugs, killing people, slapping women, or whatever it may be. I'm talking about when it comes to something that's glorifying God. In God's kingdom as the word says when they asked Jesus um, What should we pray? How should we pray? Jesus said in that prayer? That will be done on earth as it is in heaven So he was letting them know that everything we do it must be for God's glory first and foremost Not ourselves, so that's something that I've been learning and God's been showing me and It's something that I try to teach to everybody. I come across and um, dealing with life In general
1: Sorry that to is, go a little bit off no, let, let's, That's what preachers do right <laughs> That's what preachers do Preachers have a message so, And the message the message is well received And you alluded to something And that's actually the second time I Well that's the third You make the third person That I heard this week Or was in conversation Well you're the second person I was actually in conversation with and the third person I actually heard referred to music and to lyrics. And as a parent, how important, as a parent, as a minister, as an individual, as a uh, role model, uh, we, we are influenced by culture, we're influenced by music. And so what is your take on what young people are listening to and what is getting into their spirit? and the whole culture out there.
2: Well, the whole culture, I I don't let my kids listen to that stuff. I can't control what they do when they're not around me. Right. But when they're around me, I don't let them listen to that type of music because it's indoctrinating. So everything, this whole system is set up, Satan has his whole hand in the music industry. So all the music that they're putting out is set up to indoctrinate our kids as well as us individuals. It's not set up to for us to give God the glory and seek God, God in any type of way. So I'm, that's why I don't like to let my kids listen to that because I understand and I've been through it when I listen to music before I gave my life to God or before I rededicate my life to God. It always inspired me to do something wrong or something bad by constantly listening to it. That's why I say when it goes back to you surround yourself around, if you're constantly around people that are doing the bad things and not doing anything good or positive, you're going to continue to do what's wrong instead of doing what's right. That's why it's also important for us as Christians to have Christian fellowship with other men, Christian men, and have groups. I'm involved in a Christian men's group that I go to. Um, It used to be every Wednesday. Now we meet every Tuesday. And, And it's good fellowship. I leave there feeling inspired. Feeling stronger in the spirit And I think we should As Christians should do that often And we should do that with our children as well
1: Awesome awesome. I certainly agree And like I said This is not the first time I heard this this week um, About referring to music And, And music is catchy And listen If you listen to anything long enough You'll start bopping your head You'll start tapping your foot And before you know it it, it's, it's in you, and you're moving to it, and you you will, ha, will not have given as much thought to what you're listening to because it's just that that influential. All right. Yes, and and then you
2: um, it, it's also being influential in in to the church music, and to the gospel music, and people trying to make songs that's similar to secular songs, and they saying, well, I'm doing this, uh, I'm dancing like this, so I can try to draw more people into church or draw more people to God. And it's like, if God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, God said his word goes forth and it accomplished that when, when it's been set forth to do so. Why do you need to change anything? It's it, Like we always say, oh, you're putting God in a box. We got to adjust with the times. No, we don't have to adjust with the times. God is who he is. His word is his word. So whenever it goes forth, it's going to do what it's been set forth to do. So you don't have to change anything. So is your motive bringing people in the church is to get people in there to to make money, to get money? Because we all know that nowadays the church is starting to become a big business, and it's about money, and it's not about God. It's about wealth and prosperity, and it's not about spirituality and worshiping God in spirit and in truth. And we're lacking that. We're not in a lot of churches teaching people, about sin or mentioning sin. It's always about man-centered prosperity and growth in society on what you do and what you plan and just adding God to it and not putting God first.
1: Amen. Well said. All right. Well, listeners, uh, Minister Byron Ox Mitchell is here in studio with us today. Certainly he is sharing With us his testimony and Life experiences And uh, we are going to go to a break right now Uh, Our number in studio If you need If you desire to call in Give us a shout out Have a question uh, Have a comment 619-924-0800 619-924-0800 And we're going to go to break And we'll be back uh, With more as we Approach the next uh, As we approach Come near the conclusion of this episode Stay tuned was David Frazier, David Frazier Be a Worship. We are back with uh, Minister Byron Ock Mitchell and so he has made some major accomplishments certainly since the Lord has blessed him and turned his life around and so in addition to a non-profit organization uh, Brother Minister Byron Mitchell is also an author And so let's tell us about, tell us how uh, you were led to this next area of ministry.
2: Well, whenever I would be down and out or going through things and just speaking to God, I would always write it down in the form of poetry. And people would read it over time and people begin to like it and they just like encouraged me to put it together, all my poetry, and make a book. So that's what I decided to do. So I published a book called Silent Cries, Psalms of a Broken Heart and Contrite Spirit. You can find it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Just look up Byron C. Mitchell. And it's spoken word, uh, words of inspiration in the back of the book, and poetry expressed between my relationship with God and my relationship with my significant other um, at times.
1: All right, there it is, audience, Silent Cries, Byron Mitchell. Listen, look it up, purchase the book, and certainly uh Byron somebody... C. Mitchell, they got to put the C in there, Byron okay. C. Mitchell. All right, make sure you put that C in there. We don't want you buying the book from the other Byron. Okay. Well, you can no, we're not hating on another Byron, but we wanna make sure you get this one from Byron C. Mitchell. All right.
0: <laughs> Amen. So
1: certainly check that book out. Amen. If if you give me a call before the uh show ends, I'll make sure that you all that that one person gets a book, uh, compliments of global gospel and I'll make sure we get that book autographed for you. Uh, from Brother Minister Byron Ox Mitchell. Solid Prize. Look it up. Number in studio six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. And so as we um approach the end of this hour, um there is a there's a particular terminology out there or a school of thought uh pertaining to the school to prison pipeline. And tell us your take on that particular concept. We need to get prayer
2: back in school. And <laughs>
1: Statistics
2: show since nineteen 19- um sixty two when they when they um decided to take prayer out of school, time amongst fifteen years old to twenty five years old went up three hundred and thirty eight percent. So did um abortions, um um pregnancies. Um back then they did the, also was the decision first made, the Road versus Wade decision, uh, when they allowed abortion, when they legalized abortion that actually um caused young females to have more, be sexually active, to be more sexually active. The statistics show it actually went up after that decision. And, and drug problems went up, suicide rates went up since then. So I think if we brought that back to schools, because it gave it guideline, it gave kids guideline when they was introduced to God at an earlier age, because now they was making solid decisions. They wasn't being influenced by so much negativity, whereas in they will lean towards the negativity than they would towards the positivity. But when you took that out, which is all a part of Satan's plan, it made things worse. So if you go and look that up, you'll see that it actually hurt us by taking prayers out to school than it did to helping people and changing people. So that prisoner pipeline system all falls under that same category, whereas in they're, they're putting African-Americans in these bats who's coming from already poverty situations and, and making the schools um, unsuitable to teach them because it also shows that the more knowledgeable you are, the more successful you become at life. Like I said, going back, God said, my, because of lack of knowledge, my people perish. That's a general statement, period. The less knowledge you have, the less likely you are to succeed in life. The more knowledge you have, the more accomplished you become in life. So I think if they did more to provide more for the African Americans in the school, and also brought prayer back in the school, where people will have an acknowledgement of God early on in their life, we wouldn't have this have to have these discussions about prison and um, pipelines
1: um, from schools to prison. All right. Well said. Along with. Uh, statistics And so uh, we want to encourage our listeners To listen, look that up for yourself And listen, moral decay Is, is real <laughs> The societal Issues are real Mass shootings are real um, The problems in the education System are real The prison system Is real Arrests, lawyers uh, at- Attorneys Judges traffic stops, police brutality, crime, they're all real issues. It's all real issues and we can't deny that this is happening. We cannot deny that it is happening in our community. So, uh Minister Mitchell said, listen, we got to we have to go back to prayer. Certainly, we need prayer in school. Um I do lately, you know, it's a funny thing Lately, I don't, with all the preaching that we hear and all that is said and all the new uh, types of education that are taking place in the school system, all the um, new terminologies that are being used the new um, things that are being introduced to young people uh, concerning life, I haven't heard anybody say that about bringing back prayer to school in a long time a long time. I remember when I was a lot younger, uh, Dr. Melvin C. Walker from Roosevelt, the Blessing Center, late Dr. Melvin C. Walker, uh, he would always come around to everybody, everybody's church. He was writing petitions and he was writing letters and he was going to the White House and certainly he was determined to get prayer back in school. And certainly lately I haven't heard anybody say anything about that. I don't even think any it's, it's on the, the minds of the people. Um, but certainly that that is important. And 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 I and that at that time, we didn't even have such a security issue in school with people walking into schools and killing children and students and teachers. It wasn't even a, an issue back then like it is now. So I think that is uh, no. important that you brought that up. Yeah, it's very important. Very, very important. Okay. Well, um, audience, we are coming to the conclusion of this hour. And so, again, we thank all of you uh, for listening. And today, uh, Byron Mitchell, Ox minister, has uh, shared with us his personal testimony, his personal experiences, and certainly... um, There's no teacher-like experience. It it costs something. It's painful. uh, It's not uh, always easy to endure, but, listen, experience is a teacher. um, Somebody says the best teacher. um, But I think we've all experienced things in life that we would rather not have had to experience. But, listen, God will get the glory out of our lives uh, one way or the other, whether we we like it or not. So, um, certainly, we thank you for sharing your testimony with us And so we got, we're going to let him give you The information on how to Connect with his organization one more Time and also How to purchase that Book
2: um, My organization is Buddy's Lighthouse On Facebook Instagram is Buddy's Lighthouse Inc. My website Is Buddies Lighthouse org Or you can just contact me directly at Byron Mitchell on Facebook. And the book you can find on Amazon or Barnes & Noble is Byron C. Mitchell. Type in Byron, B-Y-R-O-N C. Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L and the book is Silent Cries, Sums of a Broken Heart and Contract Spirit.
1: All right. So, all right, Brother Minister Byron Mitchell, uh, before we conclude on today, um, we we are going to eventually have you pray out. Uh, What are your concluding remarks for this episode of Global Gospel, your concluding remarks uh, to the people?
2: First, I want to say thank you for having me today.
1: Thank um, you. Um, Second,
2: I would like to say is, Purpose, purpose, understanding our purpose, what God created us for. God created everything with a purpose since the beginning of time. He created everything with a purpose. And it says in Psalms 104, I believe verse 25 or verse 26, that he created us with wisdom. He created everything with wisdom. So that lets you know God created everything for a purpose. In order to understand that purpose, you have to seek out God first and foremost, and not try to come up with plans or goals for yourself, but see what God called you to do and what God has planned for you. Like he told Jeremiah, I knew you before you was even formed in your mother's womb. So God knows us all. He has a plan for us all, and we all have to seek him first and foremost to understand our purpose in life.
1: Awesome. Well said. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Uh, Yes, thank you. God for purpose, and we know God does have purpose for us. Um, so at this time, I think we are going to um, conclude this particular episode. I'm going to uh, let you get, uh, give the closing prayer, and we want our listeners to listen to the concluding song after the prayer. Uh, it simply says, Freedom Looks Good on You. That's Maverick City. Freedom Looks Good on you he that the sun sets free is free indeed and so we thank god today for freedom we thank god for liberty uh we thank god for all his blessings we thank god for this connection with uh byron ox mitchell um uh, somebody that we've known for a very long time all the way back to um gospel all night through the morning days and yeah I, we used to go out to uh First Pentecostal in Deer Park on Tiber Avenue, and uh, so uh, God uh, has a way of bringing us full circle many times. And so, again, thank Amen. you. We want we want everybody to listen in. If you missed anything on this episode, immediately following this episode, you can listen in. It's all archived. You can listen in here on Black Talk Radio. You can listen on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Uh, certainly, we want you to meet us again next Saturday, if the Lord says the same, from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here sharing with you the gospel and the good news and glad tidings of Jesus Christ. All right, Minister Byron C. Mitchell, a.k.a. Ox, if uh, you can close us out in prayer.
2: Okay. Heavenly Father, we come before you with thanksgiving in our heart and humbleness as forgiveness of our sins in word, thought, and deed. We thank you for allowing us to see a new day, blessing us with new mercies. We pray and ask that you continue to move in our lives in a mighty way in the name of Jesus helping us to understand our purpose, Heavenly Father, as you guide us each and every day, Heavenly Father, teaching us how to do what is pleasing before you, Heavenly Father, that we may worship you in spirit and in truth, as your word says, for you are holy, and he who worships you must worship you in spirit and in truth. We thank you for all that you have been doing for our family and loved ones and watching over them and protecting over them, Heavenly Father. We thank you for calling us out of darkness into your marvelous light. In the name of Jesus, We thank you, Heavenly Father, for you didn't have to do it, Heavenly Father. So we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your peace that you have given us, Heavenly Father, your peace that surpasses all understanding, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray, Heavenly Father, as we continue to go throughout the day that you keep us, guide us, and speak to us and minister to our hearts. Give us the words, Heavenly Father, on our tongues. Heavenly Father, speak to those you bring across our paths this day heavenly father in the name of jesus continue to teach us how to draw closer to you heavenly father in the name of jesus that we may be a living example each and every day heavenly father of you heavenly father and testifying of you heavenly father with our walk and our talk unto the world heavenly father helping us to be separated from the world heavenly father not doing things of the world heavenly father but doing things for your glory heavenly father your will and your purpose in jesus name we
1: pray amen Amen, thank you and God bless you Freedom looks good on you